The Road to Mac Stock with Joe McKinley. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices Magazine, our free magazine on Flipboard. Updated daily with the best articles on the web to help you do more with your Apple tech and beyond, Mac Voices Magazine content is available in the free Flipboard app, on the web, or in your favorite RSS reader. Visit macvoicesmagazine.com for details. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, one of my favorite things at this time of year is to the, the road to Mac Stock and talking to folks about Mac Stock Conference and Expo. We would love to have you join us. We're all headed to uh, Woodstock, Illinois at the end of July for Mac Stock Conference and Expo. You can join us. Uh, by signing up right now, and the URL will be right there. Um, sign up and come. We're going to have a weekend of camaraderie. We're going to have a weekend of learning and just just everything about technology. It, it's just sort of a gathering of the tribe, and it's always a blast. One of my other favorite things, though, is to getting just to get to talk to new presenters at MacStock that have never presented before. And third, of course, as you already know, is that I love to have new people on the show to get to know them and let you get to know them. So I've got all three happening this time around. We have Jill McKinley with us. She is going to be a new presenter at MacStock. She's new to Mac Voices. Jill, welcome. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I'm I'm excited to hear kind of what well first of all let's let's talk about you what okay. do you do and how did you end up uh applying for a mac stock mac stock speaking spot sure i work in the software industry in clinical trials management software that's what hospitals use to track studies that they're doing for vaccines, for treatments, for cancer treatments, for all sorts of treatments. And I've been working in support and training for the last 15 years with this company. I help customers use the software better and learn how to use their software better. So this is right up my alley of helping people learn. I, I have to go down that road just for just a, for a second. Yeah. So are we talking about specialized software for clinical trials or are we just talking about general software education? This would be special enterprise-wide software that's mostly used in academic research centers, you know, University of California's and University of Wisconsin and University of Chicago. And they use that software to keep track of the clinical trials when they have government reporting, when they want to know how things are going. We, we track all of their software, how the finances of the studies are going. So we help them track that software. So it's specialty. So, so are you in the education part? Are you in the geek part? Or you do a little bit of both? I do it all. I started out in <laughs> product support and I was the 36th employee in this company. And now it's been grown. It's been bought by other companies. And so we're much larger than we were before. But it's everything from product support to training to the soft skills sitting on someone's desk and say, hey, how's it going? How can I help you like this better? So... That, you know. And that's got to be very rewarding, and, and and especially that there are so many facets to it that you've been involved with and are involved with. I, I love yeah. that. I yeah, love that. it's been very good. And I love doing it. And I love the community of people who use the software. Now, I, I'm embarrassed to say the one thing I don't know about you is, have you been a MacStock attendee or are you a first-time attendee as well? 
Well, the first one I was supposed to go to was the one where the pandemic came in. I bought tickets, I was ready to go, and then it became virtual. So I attended virtually for the last two years instead of coming in person. Uh, so I was excited to meet everybody, but virtual is good too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey. But it'll be great to see everybody. It's it's been two years since I've been there, and I'm very much looking forward to it. It's it's always yeah. one of my favorite weekends of the year because you get together with old friends, you meet new friends, and we keep telling everyone this that you know as soon as you walk through those doors, you have friends. You just haven't met them yet because we all have so much in common when it comes to this kind of thing. How did so you many are voices I've heard? You know, I listen to podcasts, and so many of them are people I've heard of before. So it's gonna be exciting. Well, that's good. Well. Don't get your hopes up too high. Okay. I'm, I'm not calling any names. Just don't get your hopes up too okay. high. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it private. My yeah. disappointment. Yeah, okay. thank you. <laughs> oh, you're going to fit in just fine. Um, okay, good. <laughs> so how did you, I mean, did you apply? Did you decide to apply to, to be a speaker at MaxDoc? Or was it the Mike's topic of learn that uh, encouraged you to do that? I came through uh, with Allison Sheridan. I've been a member of her community and a team of Team Allison for a long, long time. And so she thought that this would be a good opportunity for um, me to, to do this. She knew I did quite a bit of public speaking with my company. We have conferences, customer conferences. And so I have done a lot of speaking at those conferences. And so this would just give me a chance to, you know, present to a different audience. Okay, well, we won't hold you anything against you regarding being Team Allison. That's okay. You're allowed. Okay. Um, you know, maybe <laughs> but she helped me get involved. Yeah, yeah. she thought well, this would be good for me. So no, that's that's great. That's great. I know she, she talked a little bit about you. I think on the on the uh, episode of Road to Max Talk we did, and she was very excited to have you there. So you know, I, I, anything that brings people to the community is is fantastic. Right. Okay, so the topic for MaxDoc, or the, the theme for MaxDoc is learn. What angle are you going to attack that from? Well, I wanted something where people could walk away with knowing how to do something better. And this is um, an analogy that I used for a conference that I did for work, but I called it using your sticks. And I, I put this in the framework of me learning Mac when I had been a lifetime Windows user, DOS user. And so I switched in a very short period of time, put my Windows machine in the corner and became a Mac user. And I had to learn it and learn how to be a podcaster, both in a hurry. And so I tell it in the framework of the story of me learning this big piece of software at the same time, trying to help people walk away with something, walk away with how they can learn things better too. So some of the sticks, you know, could be um, a measuring stick so that you know how far along you're doing. How are you learning? How well is it going? Or a stick could be an ax where you chop down exactly how much you're going to learn so that you can take it into smaller steps. Um, another big stick was a stick of dynamite. That's what I did. I took my Windows machine and put it in the corner and that just changed my whole life because I was so reliant on my Windows machine for everything that once I couldn't use it anymore, then, you know, it was a stick of dynamite in my own life. So I use that analogy of sticks about learning and how you can learn big tasks. So. Uh, why? Why did you, I mean, what, what, caused you to become a switcher? 
Well, this was an interesting uh, situation is that, first of all, I listened to Allison's podcast for years and years and years, and most of it I just tossed out because I'm not a Mac user, and so it wasn't beneficial to me. At one point, I decided it would be fun to learn more about Mac just because I've always been interested. It was the one area in tech where if you came to me and said, Jill, help me with my computer, I'd say, mm, sorry, I don't know anything about Macs. I can't help you. And I bought a Mac Mini, but I never used it because I didn't have to, and it's just kind of sat in the corner for a long time. Then the pandemic came up, and I did not want to sit there and get back into video games or just sit on the couch and watch television for the next three years. So I decided that a podcast would be a good opportunity for me, and since Allison was in the podcasting world, she helped me get my own podcast up and running. And then there were software tools mostly that were cross-platform, like Auphonics or Hindenburg, that I could use on both platforms. But this was uh, something called Feeder by Reinvented Software could run my feed and I could schedule it. So when I'm traveling to customer sites, I could schedule all my podcasts and know that they'll just issue on time and I don't have to worry about it while I'm traveling. So that was great for me. So I started using my Mac Mini and getting everything scheduled but at some point, I decided I wanted to have one computer. Instead of having a desktop computer and a laptop computer, I just wanted one computer. I did everything on. And at that same time, the M1 Mac books came out. And I thought, this is my opportunity to switch into that laptop, make it useful for everything I do, and have all my podcasting software in one place. I, I called it a podcast in a box. So that... Um, deciding to have a podcast really moved my hand towards becoming a Mac user. And I started becoming disappointed in Windows, I, I think, a while. I would see how excited people were when there was an Apple. Dis you know, We're all excited now because there's a big Apple announcement. Everyone's like, ooh, I wonder what we're going to get. But when you get to Windows, they say, oh, you know, we've been working on this for 11 years and we decided to move the button to the left. And you're like, that's all I got was a button over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm sad. So I really wanted something that, um, I don't know, just excited me in computers again and gave me the opportunity to do more. So that was the magic part. There's a pandemic on. I was doing a podcast. I got the uh, uh, M1 Mac book um, and threw the Windows machine in the corner and I didn't turn it on for two years. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm other than Allison's influence, um, yeah. and I, I, we love to joke about Allison and and the, <laughs> the feud we have. But serious question: other than Allison's influence, why did you decide that the Mac was something you needed to do to use for a podcast creation when you already had all this Windows knowledge already sitting there? Um, and I understand the pandemic may have changed things, but still, yeah. you kind of threw away a, a lot of knowledge and started from scratch just to right. create a podcast. Well, part of it had to do with the reinvented software, which is only a Mac application. And so I could have put it on my Mac Mini for sure. But I also wanted to go on customer trips and be able to work on my podcast. I wanted to have something powerful enough that I could take it anywhere, take it camping, take it to customer trips. When I'm sitting in my hotel and I'm bored at night, I can work on podcasting. And so I wanted something that that was that powerful that it could replace every computer I had in the house. And, you know, I had 
Windows laptops, but they were uninspiring because I bought cheap <laughs> Windows laptops and they weren't very good, <laughs> to be honest. And it just felt more and more that what I was doing in Windows that I couldn't do in Mac were, was games. And I was going on a whole new endeavor with podcasting and it just felt like everything podcasting had to do with this MacBook, that it would put me on the right footing for everything. So I switched over to that and the pandemic was a good time. I had plenty of time on my hands. So I thought this is a good opportunity to switch over. So I find it really interesting the way you're describing the whole process and your uh, indoctrination is not the right word, but I guess well, you're just, you're, tra- you're, yeah, well, you're transition over because yeah. it's so many things that, that so many of us as Mac, as longtime Mac users, we sort of just live and breathe it and accept it that that's the way mm-hmm. we are. And we kind of look over at the Windows people and say, yeah, we, you know, we don't understand you. And sometimes we kind of feel sorry for you. Um, no. <laughs> and, and that, and that sounds very arrogant. And if anybody hears me say that, they're going to, they're going to, think that that's not it jill just really kind of explained why she came through the transition and now she's out the other end and feeling that way and some of that apparently even was predated the actual transition yeah i mean i started out ipad with an ipad as my first apple device i knew when i saw the ipad being demonstrated that was the device i'd been waiting for my whole life and then it was the iPhone, and then it was the Apple Watch, and it was inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but still, I wanted to be excited about computers again, and I felt like I said that this Apple environment was progressing. Well, I didn't necessarily feel it was really progressing anymore, you know. And part of it had to do, you know, with money. I think you know now I could afford. I, I could certainly build my own Windows machines, which I did in order to save money. And now I didn't have to do that anymore. So there were other considerations involved in there. But I love computers. And it was just exciting to be excited about computing again. So tell us about the podcast. Um, what what What's your topic? What's your title? You know, obviously, we want you to plug it uh, so <laughs> folks can even hear even more of, of you before they get to MacStock. Well, I was an avid podcast listener for a long time, and I was a part of Toastmasters, and I was working on this project before I stopped being in in Toastmasters because of the pandemic again. And one of the projects was to build a podcast, and I selected the Queen Elizabeth speech from 2019 Christmas, where she talked about small steps getting us to the moon and small steps getting us reconciliation in Europe after they had been at war for all millennials, you know, thousands of years of war. And I thought, that's it. That's what really brought me through. I had a rough childhood. I had a rough uh, time, you know, growing up and had to learn a lot of things on my own. So productivity and personal improvement brought me where I am today, got me my jobs, got me to be responsible, taught me how to do time management, things I never had to learn as a kid. And so I started doing it. There was a line from the Queen Elizabeth speech where she said, and I'm sorry if I'll, I'll bring it up here, but she just says, Neil Armstrong taking small steps for man and a giant step, a giant leap for mankind and indeed for womankind. It's a reminder to us all that giant leaps often start with small steps. And that last sentence, that's so my podcast is start with small steps. Um, that's my podcast. It's all productivity. I felt that I listened to a lot of productivity podcasts and mostly it was authors having other authors on 
And of course, you have to say, oh, I love your book because I'm going to be on your podcast and you're going to talk about my book. And if I say I hated your book and I thought I want to do something else, I want to do something a little different um, than just having interviews. And so now I usually talk about magazine articles or uh, magazines, website articles and books and, you know, some of my own opinions about things. And so it's all personal improvement. And then I started another one that was Small Steps with God, which is the same idea, but just religious books and religious concepts, uh, Christian concepts. And so then there are two more coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. See, this is a problem now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went from one podcast to two. Now there's two more coming. It's like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the last one's, uh, the fourth one's going to be about nature, like being a naturalist. And so then I kind of joke, is it like small steps out your door to go find frogs? But I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's so it's coming. <laughs> What's, what was the third? Uh, the third one I'm going to do is a Bible study podcast where it's going to just be a chapter a week where I'm going to talk about, but it's sort of with the small steps with God podcast. It's just going to be <laughs> a very slow go through the Bible. <laughs> Okay. I think it'll take three years. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, you kind of blew me away with that. So, the first podcast, <laughs> how, how often was do you publish that? I do that weekly. Okay, you do that so, weekly. Yeah. Are all these others? Are you intending to have them be weekly? So, I believe that yeah, the other three will be weekly. So, Small Steps with God and the Buzz Blossom and Squeak will all be. Uh, unfortunately, doesn't start with Small Steps, so I'm screwing up the whole thing. But um, they will all be weekly for sure. But the other one probably will be daily, like uh, Monday through Friday. So. Wow. Okay, so you're going to do a daily podcast. You're going to do then three weekly podcasts on top of it. Yeah, but they're all little. I mean, they're the three podcasts are going to be about fifteen to twenty minutes long, and then the daily one is probably going to be under ten minutes. So they're all very little. Okay, um, <laughs> listen, I, I think it's I think it's fascinating, and I I love the story. I love the fact that you know you've become this entrenched, not just in the Mac. Oh. but also in the podcasting world, and more importantly, maybe in the just the, the creation world. That, yeah. that we that Max Stock represents. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved public speaking, and so I really missed doing it. You know, during the time we had the pandemic, and so I thought this was an opportunity for me to continue doing that in a different way. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, before I forget it, uh, and I'll obviously ask you for it uh, for the bio in the show notes. But um, what are the what are the URLs of the podcasts that are out there now? So the URL, I just finally got a hold of, I'm going to say it right, small, startwithsmallsteps.com. I just got that URL domain. I didn't, it wasn't available at the time. So um, startwithsmallsteps.com. And then the other one is smallstepswithgod.com. And it, it gets too complicated. So I have a domain. I'm, I just created my own network because it got too um uh, let me, it got too uh, complicated. So I have thecuriousgals.com, which is me and my friend. And it's the idea is that this is going to be our network of all our podcasts. So thecuriousgals.com has all the podcasts. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's great. And and I'm sure that as people listen to this, they're going to say, okay, I want to learn more from this lady because, 
Um, you know, first of all, she's crazy. Second of all, she's, <laughs> she is, right. you know, but, but I love the ambition. I love the, you know, just the whole idea. And you found, found things that, that mean are, are important to you and that you want to talk about. That's the, that's the recipe for a great podcast. One of the best things about learning I found is that you read a book about productivity. You pick a John A. Cuff book and you learn about, you know, his books. But when you're just reading it for you, you may gloss over it. You may fuzz out here and there. But when you have to do it in a podcast, you really have to learn it because you're going to about to explain it to someone. So no one's learning has helped been helped more than my own in having podcasts. But this is what happens when you lock up a, an extrovert for two years. They just erupt in podcasts. You know, I, I don't want to get preachy about it, but it's one of the things I didn't understand about how how a lot of people handle the podcast, or excuse me, handle the pandemic, that they kind of sat down on the couch and got a Netflix subscription and tried to watch everything. And it's yeah. like, Okay, why? You know, I mean, and, and I, and listen, a lot of people had trouble with getting through it. And, and I take, I, I'm not, not, not passing judgment. It just struck yeah. me though is there were, there were opportunities to do things that maybe you'd always wanted to do and just kind of never got around to. And some people did like you and some people didn't. Well, I was petrified to be honest. I was a video game addict for decades. I mean, that's what I primarily did on my Windows machines was play video games until I couldn't see straight anymore. And I got away from that. And all of a sudden, when this started happening, my first thought was, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of games. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, no, 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 don't buy a bunch of games. Let's find something useful to do so that, you know, you're not just sitting here for whatever amount of time just playing video games. I wanted to um, improve my life, not kind of go back to where I was five years ago. So so to wrap up, and I, and I don't want to step on your presentation, so don't let me do no. that. But after what you've told me about this um, and yourself and everything, give me two of you, two of, not, they don't have to be a top two. I, I'm never a fan of, you know, well, my favorite thing is, um, give me two of your top favorite productivity apps. And how you use them. Oh, well, what became my top productivity app was Notion. That is now the source of all my life. It is a database slash documents repository. You can do all sorts of project management tools, list keeping. I run my entire podcast with a Notion database. So it keeps me on schedule and I have a schedule of all my podcasts and when they release and what status they're all in. And so... I used to Todoist for years and years and years, but I switched now to Notion, and it has just become my source for everything. When it comes to other productivity apps I use, that one's a little bit hard because no, now Notion has taken over everything, but one is using, uh, is using the calendar. I have gone to the time-blocking method, and I block off my time. Um, I find I get restricted if I say I'm going to clean my house at 2 p.m. on Saturday. It makes me feel closed in. Like, now I don't have a choice. <laughs> and so I came up, um, there's a, a system called time blocking. And so now I use that in my calendar. So somewhere between Notion and then my calendar where I list everything I need to do, that has become really what um, my two productivity apps I use. So. 
I've I've had some experience with Notion. I feel like there's just so much there to learn that I need to tap. But I love the I love the fact that you named the calendar because it's something that everyone can relate to. Yeah. There doesn't necessarily have to be a learning curve. There are plenty of methods for using your calendar. But just the fact that it's sitting there, and I I, I had did a user group visit um, earlier this week, and I specifically said, you know, I'm shocked at how many people that I talk to that just use the the Apple standard Apple Calendar app. They, you know, there are plenty of high-powered, great options out there if you need what they do. But just the calendar can be really simple if you just learn to use it, remember to use it, make it part of your, your (coughs) pardon me, part of your life. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'll I'll give you one other one that I use um, apart from that. So everything that's a task gets scheduled in my calendar, and I love doing that. And that way I realize I have all these notifications. My watch goes off and tells me, you know, when it's time to exercise. And But um, there's an app out there called Streaks, which I use quite a bit. And those are for more of the habitual things of I wanted to – I had a thing where every day I have to throw something out, I have to clean something, and I have to organize something just for, you know, short periods of time. And that's something I picked up during the pandemic. And I found out that if I just clean like one seventh of my kitchen every day, my kitchen is clean every week. And I'm like, (laughs) so, so I started scheduling those things in streaks, which are more like habits as compared to scheduled tasks. So that's the other app I use. Okay. That's yeah. I've, I've, I've heard of streaks. I have not used it. Um, But there are also, there's so many ways to approach, productivity and, you know, I hesitate to say discipline because then everybody freaks out and says, I don't want to be disciplined. Um, But, you know, the idea that just you have to, you have to find what works for you. And you obviously have because you are, you're undertaking a lot of things. One podcast is a big deal. Four is a very big deal on top of working and on top of keeping your kitchen, keeping your kitchen clean. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So. Yeah, no, that that it, it's been really helpful to me, and so I, you know, I feel like I've come someplace where I used to be this sort of big disorganized mess, and now I'm on target. <laughs> but I think my friends are worried about me starting any more podcasts. I think if I do number five, it's over. You know, for my friends, they'll have an intervention. <laughs> they'll take my microphone away. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, if you're having fun, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, so I, I've, I mean, I'm so glad to, I'm so happy to meet you. I'm so glad we had a chance to talk here because now I can look forward to your session even more than I already was. Um, I, I, I haven't run across any speakers I'm not looking forward to, but yours is really going to be kind of, I think, inspiring. It, it, and your stories, I think, should be very inspiring to a lot of folks. So, Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm Like I said, I'm just even excited to have the first Mac stock in person. So it's going to be great to meet everyone and, and see. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, so forgive me because I didn't file the names away in my head. So where can folks reach you again, your URLs, but also are you on any social media where people could reach out and connect with you? I'm at um, Twitter, but probably the best place to find me if you want to is just to go to startwithsmallsteps.com. And as you said, I just registered the domain two weeks ago. so That's why it's not in my head, (laughs) but, um, but you can just email me there. It shows where my Twitter is. It shows you how you can email me, and I'm happy to talk to anybody. So great. But primarily, Twitter is where I'm at. I'm terrible with social media, so I'm trying to do better. 
Okay. Well, you know, it's all part of the learning process. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Jill, thank you so much for the time and really appreciate you coming on cold. Um, especially, you know, folks, I don't know if you appreciate this, but I mean, Jill, this is the first time Jill and I have ever talked. We exchanged a couple emails, but this is the way you meet people. And this is what yeah. happens at MaxTalk. And now we have friends automatically at MaxTalk. So we hope to see yeah. you there. Jill, thank you very much. Thank uh, you. I will see you in just a few weeks. A few weeks. All right. Thank you so much and take care. Thank you. Folks, maxdocconferenceandexpo.com, again, is where you go to join Jill, to join me, to join everyone else you're hearing on the road to MaxDoc and a whole lot of other people. We're going to have a great time. We want you there. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by CashFly at CashFly.com.